Now, The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the wine coach, certified sommelier, corporate entertainer, and wife to a world-class chef, Lori is literally pouring the fun back into wine. Meet some of the most interesting people in the world of food, wine, and spirits as she uncorks the recipe for a delicious life. Welcome to The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster. I am gearing you up today, Chris. Yep. For the 4th of July. One of my favorite holidays. Independence Day. Love America. Me too. Love I love cooking it. out. I mean, just getting geared up for the backyard cookout. Yep. It's really what we need to get our backyard in shape. <laughs> I don't know if we're the only ones, but you know what? When you commit to having a party, that's when the house gets clean. Yeah. The backyard gets landscaped, Absolutely. groomed, all that I can't fit stuff. too many people on my third floor balcony, so I'll go to other people's houses. Oh, nice. All right. But being a guest- Apartment life. There definitely are some considerations. You want to bring a nice hostess gift. Yeah. If you're having your own, you want to have some of the right wines to have on hand for right. a backyard cookout. Or bring a wine as a, as a hostess gift exactly. uh, for, for the cookout. Now, a lot of people think of beer. I have nothing against beer for the holiday. No, well, yeah, but- I love it. Your focus. This is kind of wine on the yeah, show. On, at least this one. <laughs> this one I have come up with red, white, and bubbly. Love that. Instead of red, white, and blue. Yeah, you touch the rainbow right there. Exactly. Three wines, $15 and under, Boom. that are great for the holiday Perfect. and are going to go with the typical cookout fare that Burgers, we have. hot dogs, coleslaw, exactly. beans. Corn on the cob. Oh, corn on the cob. Yum. Goodness. Shrimp cocktail. We get fancy sometimes. Oh, yeah. No. With the shrimp cocktail. I don't, to, I don't go to shrimp cocktail cookouts. I go to I like dump it. a can of Bush's beans in a pot and stir it. That's Those are the cookouts I go to. Well, you know what's so great about shrimp cocktail? It is a little pricey, but there's no, you know, you just buy it and- Put the shrimp out. Thaw it. That's it. Make your own cocktail sauce. Yes. That is key. Extra horseradish, please. Yes. Ketchup, horseradish. Worcestershire sauce, a little bit of Worcestershire. lemon. Worcestershire. That's hard to say. Worcestershire. And I haven't really been drinking Worcestershire. yet. Worcestershire. <laughs> That's a very, I, I, I found this out. I was watching um, some Food Network shows, The Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, when it was an all Baltimore episode. Mm. And all three people uh, said Worcestershire as Worcestershire, which is such a Baltimore thing. It is? Yeah. Oh, w- I thought you were just no, no, making no. that up. No, no. That's, that's, it's a very Baltimore. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. That's, wow. It's, correct me if I'm wrong, Baltimore, but that's how I grew up oh, saying they it. Will. And they will. They will. Interesting. It's such okay. a Baltimore thing to say. So red, white, and bubbly. Let's preview what we're going to have here, but we're going to okay. taste them in the opposite order. Okay. The red reverse. wine I picked is a Barbera d'Alba. It's from Piedmont, Italy. All right. It's from a winery called Brezza, and it's their Vigna Santa Rosalia 2012. Okay. 1549 I paid for this one. Boom. Grabbed these at my local Hair of the Dog Wine and Spirits in uh-huh. Easton, but... If you're in the Baltimore area, check out Wine World. They can hook you up with a great Barbera. That's my red. Great with meats, but also hot dogs. Yes. And even like a grilled fish, you can do with this red. Love it. We're going to talk more about that later. Our white, we'll be tasting shortly, Indaba Chenin Blanc. Okay. From South Africa, under 10 bucks. South Africa, under $10. Chenin Blanc, they used to call it Steen in South Africa. Crisp clean. It's a grape you see a lot in the Loire Valley in France, but this is South African. You're going to love it. Yeah. And then where we're starting, our bubbly. The Sonim, it's a cava from the Penedes region in Spain. I've heard of cava. Around uh, $13, $14, depending on where you buy it. Okay. 
Method uh, traditionnel. It's made just like champagne. That's what that means. Okay, it's just not from the champagne region of France. Exactly. Right. Crisp and dry. It is great with your shrimp cocktails, your salads, mm. just to start things off. Yeah. You know? And it's cheap enough that if you want to throw a little OJ in there to make a mimosa, you're not hey, going to feel guilty about it. It's a festive, so- <laughs> uh, festive uh, gathering. Sure. You, Take, you know, you have some people that like sweet, some people like dry. Yeah. I'm all about it. Give it a little smell. And what I love about kava, and mm. I do love Prosecco too, but kava gives you a little more of that yeasty, yeah. sort of toasty smell you get on champagne. Uh-huh. And um, when you give it a sip, you just get some really good acid there. It makes this a super amazing food one. Oh, man. That's really good. It really is. It's for the price. Such an amazing. It's brute. Brute means... At the end of the processing and making sparkling wine by the method of champagne, uh-huh. at the very end, you add what they call the dosage, which is a little wine with a little sugar. Okay. But depending on how much sugar you put in there will determine the style. Brut is going to be the lowest amount. Okay. I've always wanted to wear Brut, man. I thought yeah. it was a brand at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and um, wh- what would more? you think okay. you'd want with this? I think it would be good for... Um, because I'm going to yeah. tell you my favorite with this, and it's a very, I think it's a Baltimore thing. I'm going to go out of a limb and say I would like to drink this with, uh, coleslaw comes to mind. Mm. And I love coleslaw on top of a pulled pork sandwich. So I think pulled pork with some slaw on top. That would be nice. On a potato roll with this uh, with this sparkling uh, wine right wow. here would be delicious. Wow, I did not expect you to be so specific. <laughs> I Just, love this that. what popped into mind. I was going to say... Deviled eggs. Oh. That is, I'm telling you. Oh, man. It is such a weakness of mine. Oh. It's next to, to onion dip <laughs> and potato chips, which is another Together, total yeah. weakness of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I don't care about potato chips without the dip. Oh, I do. But if there's but onion dip, dip too. yeah. I mean, but deviled eggs, I remember oh, deviled eggs back so in my good. younger sing- single days going to the, is it the Cat's Eye Pub? Yeah. They used to have somebody in the back there selling uh-huh. deviled eggs that were delicious. Deviled eggs are Relatively simple to make, super delicious, right? perfect for really any occasion. And so many different ways of making them. Yeah, you can have a lot of mustard, or you could do it with, like, you know, if you're from Baltimore, throw a little Old Bay instead of paprika on top, like people do. I love them. You can put more relish than other things in there. There's so many different routes to take with deviled eggs. It's scary, though, because you can polish off, like, four or five eggs in no time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Trust me. Ask my wife. She knows. (laughs) This would be really delicious with that. All right, so that is our bubbly. Go ahead and take another sip. Mm -mm. What do we have for white? You got to have a great white. This is the South African one, right? Because if it's going to be a hot one. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have something. White wine's going to be a lot more refreshing. Absolutely. This is from the Indaba Winery in South Africa. It's a Chenin Blanc, and Chenin Blanc is pretty much the signature white grape of South Africa. Okay. Originates in the Loire Valley in France, okay. where Vouvray's are made from Chenin Blanc, Sauvignon, okay. lots of great Loire Valley uh, wines. This one, I, like I said, I got it for just under ten dollars. Wow! And it really has a kind of a green. They'll say a green essence to it because it's got that crisp acidity. Uh huh. But this is also made in a very organic way as well. So you really have a nicely crafted, inexpensive white wine. 
for the holiday. And Chenin Blanc is spelled with a she, uh, with a she, with a, with a C. <laughs> C-H-E-N-I-N okay. Blanc. Yep, Chenin, Chenin Blanc. Right. This is 2014. Uh, crisp, clean, lots of citrus in there. Oh, yeah, you can really smell the the fruit on the nose. I know, and our has a lot of that citrus like we had in the Sony Macava. Um Easy drink. They call it easy drinking. I agree. Very. Oh, my gosh. That's delicious. Yeah, this is going to appeal to your Pinot Grigio drinkers. Yes. And even um, to Not people who are Sauvignon as, uh, Blanc yeah. drinkers. It doesn't have the oak essence uh, if somebody is a big oaky, buttery Chardonnay. But right. that's not going to be refreshing. No. No, it's a, not. You know, not outside, picnic. sitting in the sun. This this chilled to perfection. Right. Sitting in a, sitting in a lawn chair, uh, snacking on some grub. I'm all about that. Yeah. Well, we'll talk in a minute about some great pairings for this Chenin Blanc. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach with red, white, and bubbly for the 4th of July. Tasting them in the opposite order. Yeah. I don't know if I made clear why we do that. Because in wine tasting, you start from dry and sparkling. Uh-huh. To your whites, to your reds, to your sweets. Right. If you start with the red, your palate just gets in. It's so overpowered with, yeah. by the red wine because it's got more boldness right. to it, more flavor. The tannins. Going back to the sparkling, you've kind of yeah, yeah. You steamrolled your palate. You have, yeah. you have. You so don't we, want to do that. We're going in the opposite. We tasted the lovely Sonim Kava. Yeah. Delicious. Super tasty. style, dry. Already talked about that. We just started tasting this in Daba Chenin Blanc and talked a little bit about that. I don't know if you noticed, but I did not need a corkscrew today. No, not at all. Nor will you for your backyard cookout. <laughs> all these wines under fifteen fifty and under. Uh, the bubbly, of course, you have your cork, but you don't need uh, it. Comes out via pressure. Right. But with our Indaba, under 10 bucks Screw here, top. white screw cap alert. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'm totally all about it, especially for this affordable, fun white. Absolutely. This has that citrus, but also apple and sort of a, a tropical fruit to it. Yeah. That I think would make this a great crab cake wine. Oh, crab cakes. Crab cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Because anything with old bay spice, really. Mm hmm. Some people like on the corn on the cob. I could see that being oh, great yeah. with this and Old too. Bay, absolutely. Oh yeah, that would be so good because the fruit here, which is really ample, would be a great counter counter action to any spice. I I agree with you one hundred percent. Maybe even your pulled pork. Uh, yeah, and yeah. It, it, something mustard uh, would be a good counterpoint to this as well, which is really uh, sharp. Yep, and that the, has uh, the acidity too to right. kind of balance out. Yep. Which also kind of goes with the deviled eggs we spoke about earlier, and also uh, crab cakes because some people like more mustard in their crab cake sort of thing, and some people like you know yep. not. I know. <laughs> I like we, it mustardy. We do too. We do yeah. too. Perfect. All right. So we got your bubbly. We got your white. But let's face it. There's just some people coming to your party. And maybe it's you that out there listening that are not going to be happy without the red wine. Yes. Those people exist. Not every red wine is made for summer and for a backyard cookout. Yeah. You know, your big, oaky, over-the-top Cabernets, uh, even some of the -the over-the-top Zinfandels or Bordeaux. Right. They're usually not going to be the greatest with that variety of fare. Maybe for a summer night, if you're having right. like a dinner party outside and you're grilling, yeah, some of those lamb. reds would be great. Yeah. yeah. But for an outdoor, in the sun, daytime, barbecue, right. cookout sort of thing. Not happening. It's not, it's not going to mesh well. Now, I mentioned I didn't use a corkscrew. Our red one, you think, might have a screw cap. Right. And I know you can't see this, but we'll uh, we'll take a picture. 
This red wine doesn't have a screw cap. It has a glass cork. I had never seen have a glass cork. Have you ever cork. seen this before? No, this is the first time. In Italy and in uh, Austria, I've seen this and, okay. and a few other places. Some people are using these glass corks huh. as a little cap on it that looks like it's going to be screw cap. But when you take that off, underneath is a glass cork wow. that pops out and pops back in, which is really nice. Did, did that come from necessity of running out of cork or is it cheaper? Is it... It's definitely not cheaper. Okay. It's more expensive, but it's another way, like the cap, to avoid those corks getting infected with right. TCA uh, and then ruining the wine. Yes. So it's you know it's an investment certainly for the winemaker, but they're beautiful and it really is nice to the consumer because you can reuse this bottle for a variety of things. Yeah. With this cork and so, for this one, it didn't really put the cost of the bottle uh, too no, much. No, because over the I top. got it for fifteen fifty. Boom. Ridiculous. Barbera de Alba. Barbera is the grape. Okay. And it's from Piedmont, Italy. It's probably the everyday drinking wine of most Piedmontese. Is that mid-Italy? My geography is a little... Northwest. 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 And uh, it's the reason why it's such a great everyday drinking red is that it's lighter in body. It's got really good fruit. This particular Barbera sees no oak at all. Okay. So you don't have that heaviness, Mm -hmm. um, toasty smokiness of the oak covering up the fruit. It's primary fruit. It's yeah. You get the fruit um, on the nose. You know, pretty moderate on the tannin and good acidity. Okay. A lot like uh, Chianti in that way. Sangiovese, the grape of Chianti, has all those great qualities. All right. Um, Barbera is my one of my favorite everyday drinking reds all times of the year, but certainly in the summer. And because this has that lighter style and that primary fruit, you could even chill Ooh. this a slight bit more. Okay. Than you would. Most red wines should be served sixty-five to sixty-eight, but you could oh, you could do this a little bit chillier. Whereas with a big oaky tannic wine, right. you don't want to chill. Okay, it's going to make it taste more bitter. Okay. So, what do you think? This Barbera hot dog wine. Oh, okay. It's a great hot dog. I like corn, that. I like or that. corn dog, mm-hmm. as you know, is my husband's uh, favorite. <laughs> Who doesn't like corn dogs? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, the fruit is very out front, but there's there's some spice at the end that there I really is. like. Yes. And so what I love about this grilled chicken, but this is good with your meats, too. I think barbecue sauce in this. Um, you yes. Know, some, some barbecue chicken. Right. Or if you put barbecue sauce on your brats like I do when I don't want mustard on my brats. I love that. Yeah. I, I haven't had a brat sauce. in a while. I used to live in really? Chicago, and I spent a fair amount of time up in uh, Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, and, that's, that's the oh, home. That's brat country well, the up home, there. But. but yeah. <laughs> Beer brats. Maybe we should start a Barbera brat. Oh, my gosh. I think, <laughs> I think we just stumbled onto a million-dollar idea here. We'll take it into Shark Tank. You and me will never have to work again. <laughs> hey, Mark Cuban, I got something for you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with that show, by the way. I've never seen a full episode. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I love it. It's just people who are more creative than me and have better ideas and better business acumen oh, and be more successful on. than me. I just get down <laughs> on myself. I don't need to watch that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, if you're gearing up for the 4th of July, I gave you three great wines, red, yeah. white, and bubbly, all under $15.50. There you go. You can find them at Hair of the Dog in Easton or Wine World in Abingdon. But wine alone, not that fun. Wine is best. With food. You know, I, I think wine is part of the recipe of your meal. Absolutely. And I have someone who helps me with that very regularly. And who would <laughs> that, that be? That's my husband, Chef <laughs> Michael Forrester. He's going to be back with us a little later in the show giving us grilling tips so we make the right food perfectly grilled to go with these wines. Love it. All right. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. 
This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with the Sipping Point. Well, we've given you three great wines for the 4th of July. Very Red, tasty. white, and bubbly. Love it. Forget red, white, and blue. Red, white, and bubbly is so much more fun. But what's more fun than just drinking great wine is great wine with amazing food. Agreed. And when we're talking about the holiday, at least this holiday, grilling is really the, I think, the preferred way of cooking your food. It's the only way to go. Yeah. And to get great grilling tips on the line, we have my better half, Chef Michael Forster. He's my partner in HeCooksSheWines.com. He actually trained at the Culinary Institute of America. He's worked at some of the country's finest restaurants, Le Cirque, Austria del Cerco in Manhattan. And then when we met, he was working here at the Harbor Court Hotel ah. at Baltimore's, at the time, only five-star diamond. Yeah. Now he is a private chef to the rich and famous. <laughs> but... We have him on the line because he can still do favors for his wife, you know. <laughs> he better. <laughs> Welcome, Chef. Well, hello. <laughs> well, we've been drinking, but uh, <laughs> we really want to talk to you about grilling. And a lot of people think you just turn slap on your it grill, on grill, slap it on there, and you're good. But a lot of picnics have gone wrong very quickly that way. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Um. At our house, and I think I've told Chris this before, Okay, we actually have two grills. Fancy. We have a gas grill. Okay. And a and charcoal, a charcoal right? grill. Right. Why is this, Chef? Uh, convenience. <laughs> convenience. <laughs> um, charcoal grill grilling usually takes a lot longer. You need a lot more time to let the coals heat up. You need, you know, to get the, that perfect temperature and then kind of start grilling, whereas a a gas grill, you just kind of fire it up, let it heat up, and then you're ready to go. But what's the difference as far as the taste and what you might cook on the charcoal right. versus the gas? Um, well, that all depends. If we're talking grilling or if we're talking barbecue. If you're talking Ooh. barbecue, you want to do a nice low, slow flame for, for multiple hours. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're grilling, you, you kind of want the, that hot, quick, easy grilling. Okay. So that's um, the gas you're doing for the hot and quick and the yeah. charcoal for the slow low and low. slow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So um, let's... Now, the charcoal will impart more flavor, but uh, if you're just grilling a steak, you just want to get it done quick. Yes. And people are hungry. You've got guests running all over your right. house. And if you're eating a steak, right, you don't have it on for a long time. <laughs> so exactly. Just give us a couple good basic grilling tips to be successful, what what are a couple easy things that we can all do? Well, first and foremost is prep. Um, when when you're using your grill, you want to make sure you clean off your grill grates really well before you start grilling on them. Mm. And by cleaning them off, I don't mean take them out and scrub them with soap and water. I mm. just mean get a nice good grill brush, a nice iron or metal brush, and really scrub the grates so they're nice and clean. Okay. Uh, the next thing is going to be to preheat the grill. You can't just turn on the grill, throw food on there, and expect it to, to work. You just like to, an uh, oven. Yeah, you have to preheat always. Okay. And our grill has, you know, when you close the lid, it has a temperature okay, so monitor you know what on you're it, so you kind of know mm -hmm. where you're at. I don't know how totally accurate that is, but I use that when I'm grilling myself. Which is often. 
<laughs> I don't cook a lot, just to be honest. But when he's working, I do have to use the grill. What else can people do to ensure success as far as the actual proteins, the meat, the chicken, whatever you're cooking? Anything you can do there to ensure success? Of course. Um, you want to trim off your excess fat. You, you want a, a nice thin fat layer, but not big globs of fat. So Thank trimming you. off that excess <laughs> fat, <laughs> trimming off that excess fat will uh, prevent flare-ups when you're throwing that meat initially right on there, right. and then as that fat melts, it'll drip down into the fires, causing flare-ups. Flare-ups make food taste like gasoline. Mm, not good. And I'm not sure good. not healthy either. <laughs> <laughs> a couple carcinogens. There's nothing wrong there. Right. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that at all. And what about if you're going to use various spices or marinades? How far in advance do you want to do that before it hits the grill? Uh, whenever you're using marinades, you always want to make sure you're not using a very sugary marinade at first. Okay. Um, you know, if you're going to put something sugary on, it should be in the very last couple minutes of cooking otherwise that the sugar in there will really burn and give it that you know bitter flavor Mm -hmm. okay um seasoning and stuff you should always do a good hour in advance and with that leave it out on the counter to let it come up to room temperature while it's you know soaking in that that seasoning and then that'll make the meat cook evenly i think a lot of people are afraid to to leave their meat out of the fridge because they think it's going to like, ooh, salmonella, yeah. crazy. So you yeah, no. <laughs> don't worry about that. Not in that saying. short amount of not time. Not overnight, but, you know, an hour is not going to do it is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it, you can season ahead of time uh, uh, the day before and then leave it in the fridge. That's fine. But right. it, it's still a good idea to take it out an hour before you're throwing it on the grill to let it come up to room temperature. Perfect. When you're already hot grill. Yes, preheated, clean. What What do you say is the biggest mistake people make when they're grilling? Uh, let's see. There's so many, the, I'm sure. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the biggest one I would say is don't put oil on your grill. Put oil on your food. Right. Uh-oh. So, so I spray it with Pam. Is that bad? That it's, it's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, honey. Because that... That Pam, as soon as you spray it on those nice, hot, preheated grills, um, it just it, uh, it evaporates. Mm-hmm. It, it smokes away. Ah. All that smoke you see coming off after you spray that Pam is all that oil just smoking away. So, so I should take my chicken and o- olive oil on the outside rather than the grill itself. Right. Yes. Okay. You talked about, you know, putting the... Le- like a sweet barbecue sauce or some sort of a sweet sauce on at the end. And um, I know you're big about letting your meat rest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tell people <laughs> you cook your steak, then people just take it and they right just want to cut it right away. Tell us why we shouldn't do that. Cause I know no, that's a big mistake that you talk about all the time. If you ever notice when you take a steak off the grill, um, if you put it on your cutting board and cut right into it, your cutting board just fills up with juice. Right. If you let your steak rest for 10 or, yeah, about 10 minutes after you take it off the grill and then cut it, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get considerably less juice running out because that, that uh, juice is going to be redistributed back into the meat as it's sitting. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break, Chef. 
honey. Will you hold on and give us a second segment? Sure. All right. We'll be right back with Chef Michael Forrester. We're talking grilling for the 4th of July. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach with The Sipping Point. We're getting you ready for the 4th of July. We talked some great wines, red, white, and bubbly. 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 But for your food, we know you're going to want to be grilling out. So on the line, I still have Chef Michael Forrester, my better half, giving us some amazing grilling tips from a world-class chef, Chris. I love it. I know. I'm starving right now. (laughs) (laughs) He does make me hungry. So we talked about some of the biggest mistakes, things you can do to ensure success, chef. But tell me about some of the... People seem to be using their grills for everything, and even for some weird things. What what is something unusual people could do for the holiday, maybe that they're not used to grilling? There's a couple of different things. Um, If you want to look at your proteins... You know, you you go into a supermarket nowadays, you can find cuts of buffalo and kangaroo, sometimes ostrich. They're all great meats that I think everybody should go out and try. I remember we actually, Chris, took a trip to Australia. Oh, wow. Uh, when we were first dating. And we had... First dating? That's a yeah. heck of a trip for somebody well, who's I guess it was first a, dating. A year in. <laughs> okay, okay. all right. Um, you know, we've been together 13 years now, so that's that's a long time uh, You ago. know, for a third date, first you want to go down under? I mean, Australia. <laughs> yeah, <why not? laughs> and we had kangaroo, grilled kangaroo Ooh. with sparkling shiraz, and oh, that it was sounds delicious. Great. Is it not too gamey, or is it is no, it like a, it's like a steak? It's not. It, it's just like beef. It's It might have a little bit of a sweeter flavor. Huh. But it, it's a lot leaner, so okay. it, it kind of it cooks quick, and you can't overcook it. Otherwise, it gets really tough. It's it's right. like uh, like venison. Say okay. ostrich too, right? You have to be very careful not to overcook. Ostrich and, and buffalo, all three of those are kind of, you know, very lean meats. Not a lot of fat running through them, so they're they're best cooked quick and served rare to medium rare. Okay. Now, this isn't maybe totally unusual, but if you're grilling fish. You don't want yes. to just put that right on the grill. Do you want to use a, like a cedar plank? Is that what the best way to do it? How would you do it? Sometimes. I, it, it all kind of depends on... The type of fish? The type of fish, what flavors you like, and really, how good are you? <laughs> <laughs> Not very. <laughs> there, there, there's a couple little tricks that you can try to, to avoid fish sticking to the grill, which happens all the time. Yeah. Um, if you lightly flour your fish before you're putting it on the grill, you'll get that good grill mark, and it'll kind of keep it huh. from sticking to the grill. Mm-hmm. But that's that's like a, a big cheat. Oh, you know? well, we like cheating. <laughs> chefs, chefs won't ever say they do that, but occasionally <laughs> yeah. it happens. What's the craziest thing you've ever done on the grill? Um, Cooking. I don't, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on out there. You know, people are grilling bananas, watermelon, pineapple. What about like an all-American peanut butter and jelly? Oh, peanut butter and jelly on a grill is great. Yeah. That's not crazy. That's like, that's (laughs) comfort food. Well, what about, too, our daughter loves Nutella. Oh, who doesn't? It's like crazy now. What about a Nutella... Fluffer nutter oh my sandwich on the grill. That would be the new s'mores. Yes. yes. That would be a good dessert. Oh my gosh. We I'm are so coming hungry. up with amazing things right now. <laughs> so do, do you just put you you preassemble like you make a regular peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then you put it on the grill already made up and you just to toast it? 
you, just to toast it. You, oh, maybe man. a little butter on the outside oh. just to keep that bread from sticking. <laughs> That's some next level sandwich stuff right Chris there, man. Is sweating over there. I love it. Well, believe it or not, even if you're not a vegetarian, people are trying to eat healthy. We want to get those veggies in, yeah. not just the meat and the proteins. So, any tips around searing vegetables? Because a lot of people love to do their veggies on the grill. Grilled asparagus. Oh, I love that. Love grilled asparagus. What's the tip there? Uh, well, there's a couple. Uh, let's see. Asparagus. If you're cooking asparagus, I always like to blanch mine first. So uh-huh. into boiling water for like 20, 30 seconds and then back out. Okay. And it keeps the asparagus from drying out. Huh. Oh. Um, and then you can toss it with salt and pepper and a little bit of olive oil and throw it on the grill. If you're uh, doing peppers, you can rub your peppers down with oil and put them on the, the grill whole. Okay. And then you're making like a roasted pepper. Ooh, that sounds That's good. really good. One of my favorite things to do, and it's one of the most simple things, you take a, a zucchini or a squash and you cut it long ways, but thick, and then brush it with a little olive oil, salt and pepper, throw it on the grill for a minute or two. And it's one of the most simple, purely delicious things in the Ooh, world. That sounds good. It really is. And if you want to add something to that, uh, lemon juice actually brings out the flavor of zucchini oh. and yellow squash. So okay. if you squeeze a little lemon on there mm. after it comes off the grill. Love it. You'll you'll be surprised. Done. Yeah. And and quick, uh, I think you've mentioned this. I've learned so much from Mike. Even though if I don't do the cooking, I know a lot. Right. In the store, if you buy those pre-made shish kebab with the meat and the veggies yeah. and this and that, Mike, you don't like that, right? Because everything has a different cooking time. Right. Yes. And you're putting the shish kebab on. Some things are going to get done before the others. Yeah. You'll have a burnt onion before your steak is even where it needs to be. Exactly. So what's the point? It's just yeah. make the big shish kebabs, you know, all meat, all tomatoes, <laughs> all, all meat. onions. And then you can kind of just slide off the fork onto a plate because nobody really likes to eat meat off a stick. Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> what about corn dogs? You love corn dogs. Exactly. <laughs> American. Of course he loves corn dogs. <laughs> so... You know, if you're doing those shish kebabs, it's a lot easier to control everything if you do shish kebabs all of the same thing. So you can kind of put them on and take them off as you need them. Oh, honey, thank you so much for your tips. I know everybody is going to have much more successful backyard picnics for the 4th of July now (laughs) with your tips. If folks want to get more of your cooking tips, recipes, all that, where can they go? Uh, Hecooksyewines.com. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. All right. Have a great day. Cheers. Peace. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. I hope we've given you everything you need to create an amazing 4th of July celebration. You've given me great hunger because I am dying for some delicious grilled food right now. All right. But we have the Brezza Barbera de Alba for Mm. our red. Mm -hmm. About a $15 red. Perfect. That was our red. White, we had the Indaba Chenin Blanc from South Africa. Loved that one. 10 bucks. Under 10 bucks. I got it. A couple of them. And our bubbly, red, white, and bubbly, our Sonim Cava from Spain, yes. about $14. Spanish wines. Three great wines, under <laughs> 15 and under. That's pretty good. That's a great deal. You know who else has great deal and great wines? I know, the Oregon Grill. If you, you know, if you just can't bring yourself to use the grilling tips from Chef Forrester, you just want to really relax and have a great holiday, give my friends at the Oregon Grill a call, 410-771-0505. They'll hook you up with a reservation. They got the patio. They yeah. grill stuff all the time. That's Prime perfect. age steaks, it's fresh summertime. seafood. 
The wine list is off the hook. They even have a jalapeno margarita. Yes, please. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, special thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Chihi Lexus of Annapolis, Wine World, The Oregon Grill, and Hair of the Dog, Wine and Spirits.